You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield. This is Molly with your latest edition of The Marn Report podcast. I have a special edition for you guys today. I have my super great friends uh, from the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Fire Department here, some fire inspectors to talk to us about Halloween safety. Thank you guys so much for being on the show with me today. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I've got three of you here with me. How about we just go do a round robin? Tell me who you guys are. Um, you know, just give me a little background about yourselves and your positions. Okay, well, I'm I'm inspector still. I'm I'm new to inspections. I'm glad to be part of this team, you know. And uh, I guess the only thing to say right now is uh, that uh, my favorite Halloween costume was anything I could paint myself. Mm. What? Yes. Ultimate Warrior. Yes. So I could be like Hulk one year, or I could be any Power Ranger. Mm. I was oh kicked out gosh. of school one time for it. <laughs> That's actually. Okay, were I like they, this. Were they fired retardant paints, face paints? Well, I, I hope so. I just painted everything. Yeah. And I went to school. Think about it. Oh. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Okay. Well, learning mm-hmm. is tough. Yes. When you're green. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't the green one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um. You're new to fire inspections. Mm-hmm. How long have you been on the team? What, since uh, February. Wow. So, Brand new. Uh, mm-hmm. We're glad to have you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Trey? Uh, I'm Trey Sanders. I'm an inspector, of course. I have been an inspector since maybe about February. We started early in November, but it took a while for them to get me in a position. <laughs> so I was doing firefighting and inspecting until about February when Tim got started. So we got started about the same time. Literally, my favorite... Um, Halloween costume was the Hulk, uh, but it was too expensive. So uh, I just get the mask and I have to walk around with regular clothes. <laughs> you just should have painted yourself. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> get regular I mean, the, worked, the Hulk incognito. Yeah, it was, right? it was a kid because, you know, I was a kid. So, you know, I put my hood on. <laughs> and only the mask. And whole- only the mask. I had regular clothes, straight, regular street clothes with the mask. Well, I think that that's okay because I feel like that's what my kid is doing for Halloween this year. So it's ti- it was timeless. Which Trey. is what? It's like this weird um, LED mask that you can make any mask out of. Yeah. Well, and also like he has to wear a mask because he's getting older, but like still wants candy, but doesn't want to be judged. Yeah, it's harder <laughs> when you get big. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and then. <laughs> Following up, last but not least. My name is Inspector Bradshaw Matthew. Um, my favorite Halloween costume. Well, truly, I started, uh, I think maybe when I was four or five, I was, uh, my parents made me a robot out of boxes, <laughs> spray painted them silver, which I'm pretty sure is not safe these days i think i had like a little like antenna like a close hanger antenna (laughs) as a robot i'm a robot but to the alien i can't i can't say that was my favorite one but it was was the first one i remember unique Uh, unique enough to remember yeah my mom was right into the arts so (laughs) the brightest side of poverty right there yeah that's right grab a a microwave box (laughs) grab a moving box we'll put it on top of each other i don't think there's anything spray paint it okay so wait I'm going to tell you guys about my favorite Halloween costume, but first I want you to tell me how long you've been 
I've been a fire inspector for roughly five years now, Molly. Uh, so working old, on post. Old dog. Oh, old yes. Uh, at, you know, 25, I think I'm doing okay. Oh, <laughs> right? Oh, right. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Okay, so before we get started, my favorite... Ho- okay, so, well, let me say this. At my school, we used to have Halloween costume contests. And I always really wanted to win, so I would try to come up with really unique costumes. Um, one year, I went as a basket of dirty laundry. <laughs> like, I wore a laundry basket and had, like... But guess what? I didn't win. The next year, I was like, I'm going to go as a whole entire haunted house. So I took a refrigerator box, right? And my parents helped me, like, fashion the roof. And I drew all over it with, like, spider webs. I thought it was a shoe in to win. When they, when they opened up the window of the Halloween house, was your face, like, there? No, yeah. I was, like, in the... Like I, I was just, like, my face was just there. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't win. It was the girl that wore the, like, red sweatsuit and the construction paper on her head with Crayola scribbled down the front, like a crayon. She won. Oh. The next year, I was, like, I'm really going to win this time. I won as... A box of popcorn. I even had real popcorn on the top. Oh, wow. I lost again. What? The crayon girl, again, like the crayon girl swept it three years in a row. So I'm just saying, yeah, I mean. This says a lot about your your competitive nature. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, That you still remember the costume, that one. Did you go back and actually make the crayon the next year. <laughs> no, I gave up. I gave up. Right. I was like, you know, clearly this girl's going to win every time. But I still had some of the coolest costumes every Halloween. So, you know, I mean. What was the best one? I think the haunted house. Okay. I mean, you could have made that box into a box of Crayolas. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I should have. Oh, I should have, yeah. right? Oh, man. I'd have killed it. Which, uh, God, if I could just go back in time, yeah, <laughs> you could still try today. <laughs> I but should, maybe yes. that's what like, I'll be I this year. You. That's what I'll be this year. Yes, let me ask you a question. Yeah, then, uh, on these Halloween costumes that you made, yeah, were any of them drooping or sagging or could get caught up somewhere? Yes, as a matter of fact, they were not very safe now that I think about it. Well, no, boxes were flammable, it's a tad, you know, yeah. Uh, did you know that decorations are the first thing to ignite roughly 800 reported home fires every year, Mom? Oh. I'm not saying, uh, the, more or less the NFPA is talking about uh, house decorations. Yeah. But also decorations that are hanging off of you as a haunted house, maybe. Um, did like, you have a chimney on your house in your costume? I did. Oh, I don't. Oh, well, oh, maybe. Oh. Me. Fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole fireplace in my well, haunted house. Where was the flu? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that the flu was open. <laughs> Whoops. But okay, seriously though, like let's talk about some of these ha- Halloween safety tips because, I mean, you're correct, mm. right? Tell me about what some of those things are though specifically well uh, i know a good one that just comes to mind and not off this paper in front of me <laughs> is to uh make sure children stay away from open flames you know sure. we have some jack-o'-lanterns out there that people actually put you know old school them. yeah old school you know mm-hmm. yeah. i mean for for realistic you know yeah. stuff but yeah stay tell them stay away from any open flames it's you know? true yeah 
it's tradition based, right? Mm-hmm. To put the candle in sure. there, mm-hmm. and it's kind of tough to get away from that. But there are um, flameless candles. Yes. Yeah. Those glow sticks. Glow sticks. sticks good ones. Right. Uh, F- little flashlights. Yep. Um, yeah. Whatever works. Uh, you know, depending on. <clears throat> this is getting to the weeds a little bit, but how long the pumpkin's been sitting out there. You got to make sure that the area is kind of clear oh, around yeah. it. Sure. You don't want, uh, if you are going flameless or whatever, mm-hmm. with, um, you know, be aware of putting an extension cord through there, maybe uh, heating up the pumpkin over time or whatever it could mm-hmm. cause a fire. I don't know. Just I'll out uh, there. Another good one is not putting them in front of exits. You know, uh, yeah, good one. Oh, yeah. like right by your front door mm-hmm. where yes. most people yes. put them? Yeah. Hazards and, mm-hmm. yeah. So where do you suggest that people put them? Because, I, I mean, my whole life I've always put my pumpkin by the front door. You're, Same here. Yeah, that's yeah. an excellent point. Like, uh, uh, it does become a tripping hazard if someone... Uh, is trying to exit the house or has a really difficult um, box of a whole entire haunted house costume on and can't see right okay knock it over knock it into leaves or whatever I I would suggest uh, these days at least uh, maybe at the end of your your driveway so the kids that are coming through know that your house is open for candy or whatever you Mm -hmm. decide to hand up that's a good idea and also if you're gonna uh, have the old school jack-o'-lanterns just like we have fire extinguishers in our kitchen because we know open flames or potential for flames. Mm-hmm. How about having one close to the door? Close sure. to the front door. It's just mm. easy access. They have maybe a five pound or just uh, something that can help you mitigate that possible danger if someone walks up with an awkwardly big home of costume or Crayola box and you know it's fire and kindling you know things to catch fire easily a fire extinguisher is helpful yeah that's a that's a great idea yeah that's a good one okay so tell me some more providing children with flashlights right so it is getting darker sure a little earlier at night right so Mm -hmm. around seven sun starts going down if you know your child's going to be out past that 7 p.m. time frame you know, provide them with the flashlight. Um, stay out of mischief, kids. Um, but also, we got to think about where we are. Technologically, we can find our kids with those cell phones wherever they are. Sure. So uh, just uh, just awareness of the world changing. Children were getting snatched when I was a kid, but they still allowed us to go trick-or-treating in just little groups together. Right. But today, it's a bit different, you know. Air tags. Yeah. yeah. We can <laughs> yeah. keep track of them, but the threat is still there. So uh, right. not allowing your kids to go in places just with their friends unknowingly. You know, sure. Give them that basic talk that we got. Be aware of your surroundings, things like that. We can't lose that while we want them to have the joy of what we were able to experience. We still want them to be safe about it. And so escort them. You know, that's something old school, but it still happens in certain areas. Like we have the trumpet treats to avoid children getting, you know, uh, in place, be, being in places that they have to walk up to strangers' homes. You know? So things like that are helpful. Yeah, for sure. And and just to kind of piggyback off of what you guys are saying. So this year, um, Stewart and Hunter's trick-or-treat times in the neighborhoods have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we normally always follow the same hours that the community has for their trick-or-treat hours, which is typically 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Fort Stewart and Hunter will start one hour earlier at five o'clock. So, um, you know, it still goes all the way till eight, which means that you're still going to be walking around in the dark. However, it brings on a whole other level of safety, right? Because now what happens at five o'clock? Everybody's coming home from work. 
you know? So um, just keep that in mind. Let's continue talking about safety. What else do you guys have? Um, parties, maybe, you know, treat it like a, an exit drill. If something happens, you know, know how to get out of that house into a safe spot. Sure. Man, let your kids know that. I mean, adults are going to be having a good time with kids right there. You know, yeah. them being ready if something happens, that'd be treated like a home girl. Yeah. Sure. And then one last thing about the costumes and stuff. Uh, I know throwing something bright on to be identifiable um, while walking on the street, while mm-hmm. it's getting dark, might throw off your costume a little <laughs> bit. But it does help people like myself at 25 <laughs> uh, that can drive at, <laughs> yes that, yeah. it's got bad night vision right yeah and I can see you know just stay on the sidewalk make sure you're wearing something uh, a little more identifiable especially if you're out there uh, Halloween candying alone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Trick-or-treating. <laughs> Halloween candying, that's what we'll yes. call it from here on out. Well, right, I mean, like, Halloween is spooky, people like to wear the color black, you know, maybe not the smartest thing if you are out trick-or-treating in the streets. I always send you my kids with, I send my kids with glow sticks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm like, here, take this glow stick and hang sure. it around your neck, and they feel like a dork. But I mean, at it's least it's like a, it's yeah. like a bouncing glow stick yeah, down the street, even right? If it's on the back of their costume, so mm-hmm. it doesn't mess up the front. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a big advocate myself because uh, these trunk treats, you know, uh, making sure that, like I said, you have fire extinguishers, but also make sure your smoke alarms are working. If you're gonna, you know, participate in having open flames and candles and all of these things, of course, don't put them in windows mm-hmm. where you have curtains or blinds, of course. But like I said, the, the safety part is we all have children. Sure. And our mindset is the safety in fire, but it's generally safety because if anything happens and we got to look for somebody, everyone comes out. Sure. Know? And then we start thinking about how we could have avoided this. So that's why I'm a big fan, like I said, back to those uh, motor pools. Some units do it in the motor pool. Mm-hmm. They have the, the haunted houses and the things that are really organized and oh, yeah. protected. So I, I love the fact mm-hmm. that we, we're so proactive on holidays, on base for the children. Sure. Because they mm-hmm. sacrifice for the, for the parents as well. Yeah. So I've seen them. That, that space, it, 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 it pains me sometimes when I see soldiers just don't participate. Because sure. it's like the alternative is to go out there mm-hmm. where you have to deal with all the dangers that come with up being out there. So um, safety for me is just take part in the, in, the, in the things that we have available here. Yeah. And, you know, like this podcast, you know, people don't really get this education outside. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. And last thing, I've, I've seen people dress up their cars like haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's not really taking away from the fun. You know, it's uh, it's keeping the kids safe within that area, like uh, Inspector Sanders is saying. Yeah, and and also, I mean, so we know, I mean, trick or treating at people's houses, it's a tradition. There are still people that are going to do it, but the one thing that I've appreciated as a parent over the past few years that I've taken my kids trick or treating is the fact that when we were kids, we went straight up to the door, and it was like a whole process of knocking on the door and somebody coming to the door and handing you the candy, but. That's not even the case anymore. People come out into their driveways, you know, which adds a little, an extra layer of safety, I guess, both for that family and the kids that are trick-or-treating, right? Because everything that you're doing is right out there in the open. You don't have to go approach someone, a stranger's house. Yeah. 
you know, you don't have strangers coming up to your house. So, I mean, those of you who may still be in that traditional mindset of, you know, somebody's going to come and knock on that door. That's so, I love that. I love traditional things like that so much. Um, and I don't want to take away from that, but maybe consider just stepping out into your driveway, you know? So let me ask something. Uh, besides dialing 911, what was one of the first things that you ever learned when it comes to fire safety? Uh, stop, drop, and roll. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I bring that up is is just because of the old school, older school traditions of sure. the candles and the jack-o'-lanterns and uh, the sweeping ghost costumes or Which or are a thing now. Right. Like the sheet ghost costumes, that's like all their age. Right. Really? Yes. So those things are probably made with the lowest level material, highly flammable, right? Yeah. Um, so it is important to remember to stop, drop, and roll, or at least teach your kids at home. Or as a parent, if you want to practice in front of your kids, sure, that would be cool. I know my son would think that would be cool if I showed him like five times out in the lawn. <laughs> yeah. First, rolled over a, a couple pine cones, I guess, or something. <laughs> cool. yep. Molly is going to demonstrate right now. Okay, let's Yeah, go. you guys can't <laughs> see it, but here yeah, we go. There, yep. Okay. I'm so. It was like a seven point two. I mean, I think I'm pretty graceful. That was good. All right. I mean, I was I was in front of like the three judgiest professional fire people. Yeah. Always dropping. Yeah. That's how I actually had to. That was like my final as a fire inspector. They were like, "Stop dropping the ball." Yeah. Now. It's like give me twenty, but instead for you guys. I teach a class on it. Stop. This has been so great, guys. Is there anything else that you want to add? Not just about Halloween safety, but just your program. I mean, anything at all. You. First of all, one thing that I do want to say, I want to give you guys an, a shout out because you did all of you just have a super successful fire prevention week. Um, you all were yeah, no, we out and about that. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, on Fort Stewart and on Hunter Army Airfield, educating this community. We did this all ourselves. Yeah. So, no, uh, <laughs> we, we, we got some help from the PAO office here, but it is uh, inspiring when the post starts coming together for a fire safety uh, week like that. Um, I know every year we kind of ask for more participation. Um, we got a lot this year, especially showing up at the PX, um, just coming out, getting pictures with Sparky. Sure. We love coming by the CDCs, the elementary schools. If there's any um, programs out there that have an interest in getting involved um, for next year's fire prevention week, go ahead and uh, find us on Facebook mm -hmm. or uh, shoot us a, a message. Uh, also, we have our facility managers course, fire wardens course. We have uh, every third Thursday mm -hmm. of each month being taught now at building 703, the USO. We used to do it at the fire station. Plus, uh, a large part of fire prevention week was people going to visit the fire station. So sure. Hats off to all the guys that supported us from Fort Stewart Fire Department. We appreciate you fellas. Yeah. Uh, we had some of the garrison commanders come out, show up at the PX. The people at the PX welcomed us. People at the library, they welcomed us. Yeah. And all the parents that brought their children out, we had a great turnout, like he said. So 
Yeah, and if you guys need your candy to be checked, we're at building <laughs> 702. <laughs> so any child who's not sure about their candy, bring those buckets. Yeah. We also take donations, so so it's a handful per check. You work for Snickers. Yes. Oh, Snickers. <laughs> I work for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those two. Personally. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be cold, though. All right, guys. Well, um, if you don't have anything else to add, I would say that just about wraps this up. All right, thanks for having us again, Mel. Thanks for uh, happy Halloween. Yeah, seriously, um, <laughs> it's it's always a pleasure. You guys are always welcome back um, anytime you like to share, um, you know, the comings and goings of your super awesome program. And again, everybody, hey, take heed, listen to these tips because these guys know what they're talking about. Um, and that would be it for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast. I am here with. Timothy, Trey, and Matt, and I am Molly, and we are signing off. The Digital Garrison app is your one-stop source for all things Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield. With the DG at your fingertips, you'll never miss out on upcoming events, installation updates, facility and gate information, weather, shopping, and so much more. Digital Garrison is free from your phone's app store. Download today.